Well, no, because that's not funny either. I was gonna reference the Destiny's Child song, Survivor. But that's not really very funny. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, that, like, that's exactly the sort of thing that I probably shouldn't do for an opening, but <laughs> I'm probably about to, so. It's like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically how, I'm, how it's gonna be. <laughs> Maybe I should do it in my in my Wolfgang Get Out persona. <laughs> <laughs> I am a survivor. <laughs> no. Oh god, no. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Beyonce would find you and kill you. <laughs> At least I'd die famous. What's that? That's true. <laughs> I don't. I'm not good. I'm not the judge of this. Well, there it is. Full on Woody Woodpecker giggles. <laughs> trying not to choke. <laughs> okay. okay. Hi, kids. It's Bob and Candy Coat and Razor Blades, and I am not into this kind of drugs. And here are my co hosts, RC and Andy. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, everyone. I'm RC, and I ate the first sugar cube. <laughs> You ate Bjork? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's evil and wrong. I like Bjork. Go. (laughs) So do I. Otherwise, there's no way in the world I would have known that she was a member of the Sugar Cube. (laughs) Like, come on, man. That's kind of a depth cut. (laughs) Uh, And I'm Andy, and I'm a survivor. Uh, What? What? I'm not going to give up. What? <laughs> God damn, man. This has been a week. Uh, shit. Uh, today, kids, we are going to be talking about The Veil found on we- uh, Webflix. Netflix. <laughs> One of those. Awesome. Words. Awesome. RC has got our deets for this one. Please go. <laughs> Directed by Phil, I assume it's Jono. 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 I don't remember. I don't know. Wano. Um, sorry, person who definitely Wano. listens to the podcast. Um, <laughs> written by Robert Ben Grant, The Veil was released in 2016, starring Jessica Alba. I'm not going to list everything she's in. It's Jessica Goddamn Alba. You know who it is. It's right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that was Jessica Alba. That the whole time in the movie, I was <laughs> because like, because she was acting. Because like, yeah, she like her name. She was up great in Sin City. She was. She was. But she was also like, I'm just there to be pretty and the one was, everyone protects. Her role in Sin City was to be like blonde and sexy and innocent and vulnerable and shit. Right. Except I mean, she's a and she did like three of those. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> was there a Sin City three? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I know. I know there was a two. Yeah. I don't think care. there was a three. First one was great. Don't need any more. Same. It's fine. I, it was on today. I watched it today. I was. I watched the sequel to the Blair Witch Project, and it was way worse than I remember. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm coming for that one. <laughs> Oh, shit. <clears throat> uh, Thomas Jane, star of Deep Blue Sea and The Mist, and Lily Ray, above American Horror Story fame. I assume she's done other things. I just don't care. It's all right. I mean, we don't need to be exhausted. Just, <laughs> we don't need to be inundated with the fabulousness that is Lily Ray. I mean, because she is amazing, is she? in my opinion. I mean, so she is. This is the only thing I've seen her in. I know she was like in the one season of American Horror Story that I sort of disinterestedly watched about half of it. Was or, that Coven? No, it was Roanoke. I know she was in it. Yeah, she was. She was in Roanoke. Um, Coven was the one that everybody totally loved her in. She was was also fantastic in Asylum, despite the fact that I hated Asylum. But she was amazing. She was, yeah, as the assistant nun. And then also Satan. Right. Oh, well. (laughs) The possessed assistant nun. Okay, I don't know why I still have my headphones on. I don't know why you still have your headphones on either. I just assumed it was going to be one of those days. (laughs) Actually, it's kind of good. Yeah, it's it's like a whoopee for my head. Yeah, <laughs> it's like between that and having to record the the covenant twice. Can, like I just assumed. Uh, have that you were we made being... sure, by the way, that we're not recording through the the laptop mics? Yes. Okay, good, 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 good. That makes hey, me happy so scenes, that we don't kids. have to do this again. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Never speak of this again. <laughs> Enriched white bread. I had to. <laughs> Speaking of. 
Since yeah. we're speaking of things to never be sp- spoken of again, like I went into this movie, as I said, just before we started this, like the first line in my notes is, please be good movie, please. I need a reason <laughs> to go on living <laughs> because I had kind of reached a sort of cinematic rock bottom yeah. <laughs> last week uh, between The Conjuring and The Covenant twice. And then Ooh. like a day after that weird head trip, I got taken out to see A Star is Born. Oh, my God. It's awful. How are you still breathing? It's so bad. It was so <laughs> bad. It was like the worst thing. Like, um, like Shangela and Willem are excellent. Mm-hmm. They're they're gone in the first 15 minutes. So well, you, if, know. you know, pirate it, watch the first 15 minutes, then turn it off. Right. <laughs> but like with all of that, by the time that I sat down to watch this movie, I was like boggle the owl. I'm like, give me a stick. I'm not dying out here. <laughs> um, like if, if, if Jim Jones told me there was a good movie on the other side of the veil, I would be like stuffing my face with sugar cubes. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> um, so like I really needed this movie to be even just like a little bit good. Right. So that's right. if uh, just maybe that's to explain sort of where I'm at today. And that's totally fine because we're all there with you. Except for that the whole Star is Born bullshit. Which yeah. I love Lady Gaga. I will probably never see a Star is Born because I didn't like the first three it's, that were made. It's worse. I don't need something that has been remade three times it's worse and honestly if you're a gaga fan don't bother because she's she's in it but it ain't about but she's her. not gaga mm. yeah it's about i'm sure it's about the dude trying to make her a star yeah that that's not making me want to see that no movie it's at bad all. it's really bad <laughs> so 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 was 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 this movie i think we should wait until the ratings <laughs> That's not concerning at all. No, no, on no, actually, no. It's, it's okay if you pick things that Andy doesn't like. No, honestly, a lot of things. I, like. to, to answer your question, <laughs> let me just point out there are no slits on my wrists, so it ain't that bad. I don't know how many sugar cubes you ate. <laughs> <laughs> all of them and the drum machine. Uh, he tries so hard. He tries. <laughs> Go on with the plot. 25 years after the mass suicide of the religious cult Heaven's Veil, documentary filmmaker Maggie Price, Jessica Alba, and her brother Christian, I saw another guy, uh, contact the sole survivor, Sarah Hope, Lily Rabe, uh, to film a documentary about what really happened. Sarah, who is five years old at the time, accepts Maggie's claim that there is footage from the suicide that has never been found. Christian explains that their father was the FBI agent who led the investigation. You Surely- didn't tell her? <laughs> <laughs> It was a funny line in the movie. It was. (laughs) Shortly after discovering the mass suicide, he committed suicide himself, driving the siblings to investigate. The two words that leapt out of that whole block of text were footage (laughs) and found. I know. And that's when Bob started turning a little bit green. (laughs) Because spoiler alert. I love found footage movies. I get that. This is the thing. I actually, I actually, I I also kind of like found footage movies and this is a found footage setup. It's not a found footage movie, but it's a fucking found footage setup. See, yeah. if, like they if had you're to doing have... a found footage setup, this is the kind of thing that I'll enjoy. I, sure. I, so I actually did not have a problem with how this was done. I would swear that they started out like making this a found footage movie. And then like somewhere in there, they were just like, nah, you know what? Why don't we just make what a real make, movie instead? Yeah, what if we make yeah. like a framing device around the found footage and make it not shitty? And just like right. make a good movie. Like, well, make... Make a real movie, and yeah, right, and and so they did. <laughs> um, so because it has what a lot of the things that I like about found footage, mm-hmm. kind of the atmosphere, the sort of the meta putting together of a story after the fact. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. It's very Lovecraft, it, actual Lovecraft, not this fucking Cthulhu bullshit. Um, Everybody just likes the tentacles. It's fine, right? Which there aren't even tentacles. No, on Cthulhu's face, polyps, yeah. bitch. There are not tentacles. No. Eh, depends on the artist. I don't care about the artist. I'm talking about the writing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I get it. It's fine. I haven't yeah. actually read The Call of Cthulhu in forever. It's so. not that great. Yeah. But well, um, I know. I mean, it's his, his, there's 1920s other, racist there's, writing. Is there's much writing. better. Well, yeah. no, not, not entirely. With, with, you know, words like squamous and... Yeah, there Rebels. are non-racist moments. <laughs> there yeah, are actually when I, he's talking about whites that aren't Jews. There right. are. There are. <laughs> I would even venture to say there might even be entire stories that aren't racist because they somewhere, just contain white people. Probably. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess what is it? The the one with the 
the cold. Well, cool it's in the title. Air, cool air. That's the one. Yeah. Cool air is not actually racist. Um, it's because all the people were white. Right. Yeah. Well, let's face it. If it weren't for the fact that he named his cat a racial slur, the rats in the walls would be pretty solid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, sorry, but um, yeah. Got but anyway, topic. actual Lovecraftian. Yeah, yeah actual, actual, actual Lovecraftian, as opposed to like the the Cthulhu mythos comic book August Derleth thing that it got turned into. Yeah, right. So, I mean, that's fine. And and here we can actually see that Jessica Alba is capable of acting. I didn't know that was her. <laughs> I didn't know that was fucking her. she wasn't her. wearing a blonde wig and blue contacts. And she didn't have that sort of vacant look in her eyes, that kind of like... That she had, you know, emotion. Yeah. Right. Actual emotion. She was like the, a person. See, I actually knew that she could act because I did watch Dark Angel. Which, you know, her, her big breakout series, and it was done really well, and she was acting in it, and hmm. it was totally fine. I never watched it. Nope. But you've also got, it's kind of superhero-y. It's okay. fine. Um, but you've also got the Fantastic Four, where she's like, I just need a pool. Here, slap me in a blonde wig and blue contacts, and whitewash the fuck out of the actress. <laughs> instead of, you know, letting her be who the hell she is. Um, but no, I'd, I've never really had a problem with her per se. She's kind of just middle of the road for me. She's fine. She's average. Yeah. I mean, it's not like she turns in a a gangbusters performance here or anything, but I didn't know that was Tara Reid. So that, oh, fuck. Not Tara Reid. Man, I get them confused a lot. (laughs) Maybe that's, maybe I've been like, maybe I've been tarring. I am, I am like, Almost offended on Jessica Alba's behalf. Right. I think I've been like, unfairly gonna... tarring Jessica Alba with the with the Tara Reid feathers. Like I think, yeah. I, really, I mean, Tara yeah. Reid's big biggest claim to fame right now is Sharknado and a really bad boob job. So, at the same time, yes. Wow. I can't imagine that they would be separate. There really aren't, except, <laughs> except you don't see her boobs in Sharknado because it's a sci-fi TV type thing. Mm-hmm. But I have seen well, pictures like of those tits, of those. and they're just like yeah. nipples, giant oval nipples, because they couldn't get everything to heal right. It's weird. <laughs> Ugh, like like melting pancakes. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I need to go on a tangent. What are you doing I'm- to pancakes? <laughs> That makes them capable of melting. I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't do it because I didn't perform her fucking plastic surgery. Well, so. there's that. That's, that's what happens when the sugar cubes start to kick in. <laughs> uh, fuck. So now, yeah. So the girl, she's five years old. Doesn't She's like, oh, I believe everything. They're that, that kid actor is also pretty fantastic. Right. Just is. need to toss that in. Right? I, yeah, I don't know. I, They're going to yeah. come back. It's fine. She was. Her she, face was weird. She kind of looked like Podcat. A little bit. Yeah. Just, but then, you know, uh, she, you're, you see her. She's obviously dealing with PTSD. Because yeah. she's sitting. She, the adult version. The adult yeah. version. Not, okay, not the not, kid. Yeah. The adult version. She's yeah, like, yeah. oh, hey. I mean, they, they may as well have just shown her, <laughs> well, like. Sn- taking a snort off of a friggin' flask and it's, just uh, shooting up. It is definitely, it's Hollywood PTSD because she's Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she does. In this movie, she gets Sarah Paulson to run for her money. Mm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sarah Paulson. Still believe that she absolutely carries AHS. Her and what's his name? Evan Peters. Okay. You don't care. Continue. <laughs> Kindly. <laughs> Maggie takes Sarah to the site of the cult's suicide. They shoot footage of Sarah's reaction and are concerned when she collapses, <laughs> overwhelmed by memories and visions. Who could have known? Right. Who could have known? Right. Oh, you, you, left, you left out the harbinger. Uh, <laughs> the harbinger who lets him in the gate. Yes. Oh, yeah. He doesn't, who who yeah. may as well have been on like, speakerphone. On yeah. speakerphone or he like in a gas guy. station. Thing. Yeah. You don't want to go to that place. Yeah. yeah cranky, cranky, generic old white guy. Well, um, okay. There's like, well, who they spend a good 20 minutes just like, you know, I don't want to deal with the angry farmer again. Yeah. I don't want to deal. literally over like the next 20 minutes of the movie. That yeah. line is said like five times. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I thought the, like the Harvard year showed up and I'm like, oh, it's going to be it's going to be a normal movie. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, formula. I understand what's <laughs> happening now. And uh, he, 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 of course, he does turn up later in the movie. <coughs> and mm-hmm. when he turns up again, it's actually a, a kind of a revelation. Mm-hmm. And I'm very pleased to see him. So I'm not going to talk about it right now. because we aren't Right. Yet. 
<laughs> so, continue. after setting up camp for the night, Sarah wakes up from a nightmare to find that the grip Ed has disappeared with their van. Ed, spoiler alert, is also the super hot paramedic from Nurse Jackie. Just right. tossing that in there. Oh, I've never watched Nurse Jackie, but maybe I should. It's really good. Yeah. I had to stop watching it because I couldn't deal with real situations. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, reality. And the sound editor and Nick, the gaffer, leave to find Ed. Uh, it's interesting that this, because most of this I took from Wikipedia because I was procrastinating. Right. <laughs> but it's interesting that they call her the sound editor when... In the movie, they said she was the the personal assistant. Yeah, no, that, she, uh, yeah, personal assistant went with Nick to find Ed. Yeah, that's the, what he the just sentence said. I okay. just read. Yeah. Derp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a short one. <laughs> <laughs> the others follow Sarah, who has remembered the location of a house in the middle of a forest. After a hilarious walking on water scene, which I right. kind of loved, a really great reverse. <laughs> Look at that! It's just shallow. Do you Come see, on. Do you see this? Yeah, no, it's just shallow. It's just really shallow here. Come on, guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, hey, dipshits. Like, (laughs) but you know what? I will. It is. It is a testament to the vibe that this movie carries. That for like a split second, I was actually like, "Are they really going there? What is happening?" (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, I mean, yeah. uh, Carry on. I'm sorry. Inside, they find the lost footage and missing cult member Karen Sweetser's corpse. In a tape found near a body, Karen briefly addresses Sarah before dying. Now, wait a minute. Okay. Because this skips over a couple things. There's a lot here that that, that ought to be talked about. Like the fact that she falls and ends up with her hand inside the corpse, which is still gooey. Yeah. Yeah. Still gooey. Why is it still gooey after 25 years? Weird Which is like I thought they were gonna handle it, you know, normally when Weird. she's like, Yeah, I fell through this chair. It feels like leather. I'm like, Yeah, uh, it uh, kind of would. Yeah, yeah, I mean the skin would feel like leather, but again, but then, why is it still but then not there the creamy the middle? <laughs> that was a really that was so much fun though. I was so happy. God, the gooey center, the gooey. why? <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, she, <laughs> she put her hand like Right through her mom's freaking abdomen, like and Ryan Gosling, like, and only God forgives. Ew, ew, get it off! Get it off me! Oh, that's ew, so great! Ew, okay, ew, ew. to be fair, that is exactly <laughs> what, yeah, what I would, would do. be doing. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, they bring out the water bottle and wipe off the goo, and then she's like, Ugh. Instead like, of, in, you know, the river they just walked through. I right. thought about that. Nobody, and, and I'm but, surprised there wasn't at least a brief appearance of Purell. Yeah. I really would have expected it. Yeah, I mean, it was 2016. She dives in. Should have leaned right. into it. But, <laughs> yeah, um, should have been like hand sanitizer. So, <laughs> hand sanitizer, and also to back up a yes. little bit, that sure. house. Yeah, yeah. That house is when I started getting on this Lovecraft kick because that house is pure Lovecraft. Yes, it, it is 100. Um, Creepy house in the swamp <clears throat> that people forgot about somehow. Yeah, right. it is like straight out of the picture in the house, uh, which is the one where like this horror tourist is bicycling around new England because it's up at the twenties and people did that mm. shit then I suppose. And like goes into this house that he thinks is abandoned. And it's actually inhabited by a guy who has lived to an unnatural age by eating other people. Fun. Um, it's uh, one of this, I think one of his more memorable ones. I don't think there's a lot of racism in it, which is helpful. Good. Um, Good. There might be one or two mentions of subhuman races. You never know. Yeah, you never know with Howard. Um, See, the problem with with things specifically like that, like as an older person now, such as I'm older, I realize that he's talking about African Americans and is being awful. Yes. However, when I was in like my early twenties and I was reading Lovecraft, I was like, "Well, like dwarves." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! People who don't wash their hands after they pee. No. <laughs> All of the above. Cookie elves. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it, it never occurred to me that he could be talking about, you know, people. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, God, I was an idiot. Uh, I kind of want to go back to it. Uh, it but uh, So, I mean, at this point, we've already taken taken into account that um, the film crew is there because my daddy was part of the people that found everybody. Yep. You know, the girl is there to give them legitimacy. Yes. Um, and now we've got this big hidden thing that no one found up to and including the FBI. Yeah, I guess that is technically a plot hole because there's no way the FBI doesn't find that. Right. I mean, 
I guess with everybody just in that one spot where the first house was, maybe that's why they just left it. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I we found see. all the Kool Aid. So. Yeah, like, yep, it's all here. We found all the sugar. They're all here. It's like, did you walk across the water, Clarice? <laughs> <laughs> There's another fucking building there, Clarice. Come on, how it's amateur not even are far you? Away. It's, it's an actual compound. Yeah. It's a cult compound. Where are they going to keep all these people? I don't know. Yeah, but, um, in a mass grave. Yeah, they, well, now. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Something that Except, Well, but, yeah. um, yeah, I still like the, the vibe of the, of the whole place. It's like, I don't like the desaturated color thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. Um, but it's like, oh, but this is a spooky <laughs> house in the swamp. Right. And it kind of works because it, it works <laughs> almost on the same level that like black and white does because it lets them play like like there's a couple scenes like they're in broad daylight walking through the forest and there are just these really, really like heavily defined like light, light and shadow yeah. kind of things. Mm-hmm. It makes it kind of spooky. It's a nice atmosphere. It's yeah. what I like out of my found footage or right. my non found footage. Um, it's still found so, footage. So here, I mean, we're talking about even in daylight. Which isn't normally the creepy part of the movie. Right. You're creeped out. Right. So or at least on edge. Yeah. It, it's it's definitely got a, a got a it's got that vibe. It's just got that mood to it that I really like. Yeah. Um, it, it, you, it, I that go a madness long way inducing that. sort of vibe. I'm just gonna say like, you know, pleasantly eerie. But like sure, yeah, yeah. go go with that. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um and uh, uh I mean, I, think I was sticking with the Lovecraft thing, but whatever. Well, I know, I know. But, like, also, um, that's a nice kind of counterpoint to any of the scenes of Jim Jacobs, the the, the co-leader. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they're all shot in really, really bright daylight. And it's... And they're su- it's super vibrant. Super, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Vibrant, mm-hmm. bright, sunny, and there are colors. Right. Um, so maybe that's... I mean, it has to have been, like, a deliberate decision. Yeah. Um, so even though it's not my favorite thing, they at least did it for a reason that it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And they were pretty consistent with it as far as I can remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they really were. And it's, I mean, glad they did. They made a really interesting character out of him in a way that they didn't make them out of any of the people in, in like modern day. Oh, modern, yeah. That's modern true. day movie. The, the, the um, 90s version of people as opposed to the 70s version of people. Yeah. Because it, it took place 25 years after. Oh, right, yeah. Even though it's filmed in 2016, it took place in the 90s. Yeah, it's just... So, but still, you know, which is why they were all wearing fucking flannel. <laughs> oh, God damn it, grunge. Did, well. did you just get your stompy boots, too? Because flannel and stompy boots is where everyone was at in the 90s. What is I don't know. This? I was a where child. Is, where is this going? Is, I, I don't know. I just, this? I'm like... My my brain You're fixated on grunge for a minute. Yeah, I know seriously. I am fascinating. It does happen from time to time. <laughs> but no, I'm uh, like, okay, fine. You're all into like Nirvana. It's cool. Go on with your life. <laughs> we get it. You like it smells like teen spirit. Right. Because you're Jessica on. Alba and I don't see you being all that grungy. It's okay. <laughs> Maybe a little crunchy granola. Wait, Jessica Alba wasn't in any of the 90s parts. She was in like the modern day parts. The- it's not modern day. It took place 25 years after. It took, the modern day was the 90s. No. They had cell phones. They did have they cell were, phones. They did. But anybody they the got bars? Phones. No. That was not 90s. That was not the motherfucking 90s. You are wrong. The thing at the beginning said it was 1977. Did it? Yes. Okay, then. Which would have made this? 25 years after that would have been like 2005. Okay. 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 Damn okay. math. It's still early 2000s. Grunge was still a thing. No, it wasn't. No, it really wasn't. No. Uh, all right, whatever. I mean, maybe for you, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, math is bad. Early 2000s, like we had Nickelback. Ah. Uh, we had Creed. Ah. Creed is better than Nickelback. They are. No. Not by much, but they no. are. Don't get me wrong. Neither one of them is any goddamn good, but Creed Agreed. is not better than Nickelback. No, eh. no. Eh. It's like on one hand you have Nickelback, on the other hand you have a Christian rock Nickelback. Yeah, yeah. Can't have it. Uh. I mean, this will be cut, I'm sure, because so. <laughs> it's, it's all quiet. It's no not funny. Laughing. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, there was there was a weird sort of eerie, almost like seance thing happening here. Like, yeah, but we're talking about Creed and Nickelback. If you, of Creed. if you can, if you can hear us, sing. Our arms yeah. are wide open. 
<laughs> All right, now this has to stay in. Okay, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Please. The group watches The Lost Tapes, also an excellent found uh, footage horror film, by mm-hmm. the way. Very VHS. Yes. Uh, in which Jim Jacobs, the leader of Heaven's Veil, describes how he has uncovered the secret to eternal life through alchemy. Already alchemy. hilarious. Right. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> they learn that Karen is Sarah's mother. Uh, oh, no, that's the end of the sentence. Is, there is, yes, in fact, is. a period, period there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she just, you know, fist okay, fucked her mom's corpse. Oh, ah. Sure, unintentionally, but. Got straight to the creamy center. Right. <laughs> right in the womb. Oh! Did you see where her hand was? Yeah. It was right in the baby oven. Is it? Baby oven. <laughs> That's the thing that was said, kids. And in the return, <laughs> revealing that Ed has died in a car accident. This is another one of those scenes, and we complained about this in Terrifier. Um, Correctly. We uh-huh. correctly complained about this in Terrifier. <laughs> when when anyone finds a fucking corpse, no, they can't be dead. Did you check? Yeah. Bitch. Did, and then, then <laughs> of course, the one who just had her hand in a corpse is like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Fingers against the neck, which is not the best way to take a pulse. As long as you're not using your thumb, though. Well, he fine. still had his pants on, so it's not like she was going to get up the... <laughs> right. Oh, you were talking about something else. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he was. No, um, no, no, we're not talking about two fingers up the butt. We're talking two fingers against his neck to take his pulse. You can take the pulse a lot of ways. You can. Yes. Just saying. <laughs> you kinky bitches, go! <laughs> but there, there, was, there was one thing that I, I, I wanted to ask because mm. I am an ignorant child. Okay. And I recognize this. <laughs> when they're talking about how um, the, the crazy screaming girl thinks that there, were, there was another person in the car. Uh-huh. And she's like, but both of the airbags deployed. And the guy's like, yeah, no, when one goes off, they both go off. That's just how it works. Is that real? No idea. In the early 2000s, I believe that was how they worked. But now they work on different sensors. Mm. So now it would not be a thing unless someone was actually sitting in that car, right. act, sitting in that seat, activating the sensor. Right. Back then, potentially. I have no idea. They tried to make something out of that, though, didn't they? They, they did. sure did. Yeah. For, for like five minutes, they tried to make something out of it. Well, and no. Like, Fuck and it, it. No, I mean, it's, done. it's mm. it plants the idea, though, pretty well. It that, does. Yeah. That, that someone was in alone. the car with him. Right. And, or, and at least it's plausible. Or that something. Yeah. And also that something is afoot. Right. I mean. So, I mean, I'm I'm completely primed for some of the shit that happens regarding Ed's corpse later. Uh, no, nobody tries to take his pulse <laughs> the pediatric way. I'm talking about something else. <laughs> That would be the temperature that would in a pediatric way. <laughs> All right. I'm do- yeah, no, we're not talking so, about that anymore. Ed has died in a car accident. Yes. Later tapes depict Jim experimenting with dangerous drugs to help him cross over into the spirit realm. During one trance, he possesses a cult member. White guy possesses a black girl. Just bring in. <laughs> she, she went straight to the sunken place. I mean, she was, she was at least consenting. In this case, she kind was, of. And then all of a sudden she was like, why, yes. I think I have a four non blonde CD right here. <laughs> Let me get it for you. He announces that he has freed the first of three bindings from her soul. Ghosts kill and possess Nick when he leaves to restart the house's generator. He rejoins the others and kills Anne while they're alone. Nick and Anne, now possessed, return together to continue watching the tapes. In the tapes, Jim poisons himself during further experiments, removing the second binding from his soul. Then returning once an antidote is applied to him. Okay, so we have to talk so there's about there's a few things that got skipped over in this one too. Yeah, right. Which is fine. That's this is just a sort of set that. Yep. Plays. Yeah. First off, he actually makes a really big point of saying that you're you're not bound to your body. You are nailed, nailed. to your body. It's a very Christian reference. Yeah. And yeah. so when when he when he like does that, they're like he's basically he's crossing over to the other side to break a nail. <laughs> made that up uh, but, but it worked no but it actually is it's he just announces it with great gravity like the second nail is all, has been broken right and then like you know like one more and like fucking shangela is just gonna come beat the shit out of you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but no it, it it's it's very definitely that reference to the three nails that held christ to the cross yeah it, it was, was literally yeah yeah visual reference later in the movie to it and he literally says it oh yeah yes you're right (laughs) yeah 
So yeah, it's not even a reference. It's no, hey, it this is, is that thing. Still a reference. It is. It, yeah. is, a, it <laughs> is an explicit. It's just not reference. subtle. Yes, it's not subtle. It's not subtle. It's, there's no. It's not metaphor. It is no. It's not simile. It's hey, we're talking about the nails that held Christ to the cross. So there's that. But can we also talk about the fact that he's not just injecting drugs? He's also mm-hmm. injecting things like snake venom, things that are going to intentionally kill him. Yes. So. It, uh, how the hell does he? How does a person get a hold of that shit? I mean, um, don't get me wrong. I've never been a um, cult leader of any influence, <laughs> so I'm going to take some wild guesses here. <laughs> um, but like, none of the things he was getting are particularly hard to get. Well, I mean, in terms of chemicals, right? But if you're talking about snake venom, that but would he, be like yeah, he would need to have like a herpetologist under his thumb. He would need that. Or under his dick. Who knows? He's a cult leader. <laughs> I mean, I, this one I don't think is, was a sex this cult. This is also where I feel like, you know, where do the psychos get a hold of their injectables? It's just a question that I have overarching all of horror. <laughs> I don't even know where, I mean I don't even know where to go to get special brownies, man. You're gonna ask me about fucking snake venom. Right. So early on in the movie, they do show him um being one of the holy healers. Right. Um, and he, oh, that's right. He gets the doctors and nurses under there. Yeah. He really does. And God yeah. damn, that scene is fun. That it is. is fun. It really is. No hold hands. We'll bring her back. And you know why? Complete the circuit. You know why I can accept um, him actually having like magical powers and being a weird kind of sham? Is it because it's a movie? Because this doesn't try to tell me that this is real. Right. It's just like, hey, the movie's showing me a story. It's not like The Conjuring, where they're like, no, everybody, this is totally real. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> this get, is all for realsies. You didn't get based on a true story at right. the beginning. And all I you, mean, even though it, it is. Well, <laughs> I mean, actually, it was. Yeah. Super loosely. Well, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, on a it's, number of It's things. based on, I mean, the premise is, what if Jim Jones was right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Right. Uh, or the Heaven's Gate people, or both. Mm-hmm. You know. Or um, even the Correct Compound, thing, or anything like the that. The only thing that they brought in from the Heaven's Gate um, cult, which is real kids. Look it up. The website's hysterical. Oh yeah. Um, it really was is. the name. They, like right. none, none of the. <clears throat> yeah, they referenced it uh, for sure. Yeah, they they and tried it's... to combine a lot of those things. The yeah. only thing they really didn't do is go out and have them all buy Adidas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's your uniform for the that, afterlife. That cult would have been led by Reverend Ron. <laughs> <laughs> um, Walk this way. That was Aerosmith. And run DMC later on. Eventually, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's tricky. <laughs> tricky, tricky, um, tricky, tricky. But, <laughs> um, it was really interesting because, but he had, yeah, he did have that kind of Jim Jones look, and a little bit of David Koresh. Um, yeah, that rock star affectation. That was a Koresh thing. Like, yeah, I remember Bill yeah. Hicks running around in the nineties telling jokes like. He said David Koresh was a failed rock star who believes he was Jesus. He's like, shit, that's most of my friends. Yeah. Koresh, <laughs> Koresh, by the way, also had those sunglasses. Yeah. So him, Jim Jones, they, they seemed and the Elvis. big old aviator and Elvis. And Elvis. They, they, those yeah. gigantic aviator sunglasses that take up half of your face. Right. Yeah. Super popular among cult leaders. Who knew? Which basically means, dear Bruce Campbell, put down the sugar keys. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. We need you, sir. <clears throat> we do. Anyway, continue, please. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) After hearing ghostly whispers, the remaining filmmakers become convinced that the house is haunted. Yeah, because now. (laughs) Jill, the sound editor, and Matt, the cameraman, find Ed alive but injured. Because, you know, they checked him earlier. Right, Mm -hmm. because none of them are actually (laughs) medical professionals and don't know how to take a pulse on whatever. Anyway. Not the asshole. Nope. Ed kills Jill and they return to the house. Sarah holds a seance to communicate with her mother, who demands that she convince the filmmakers to stay in the house. Sarah murders Christian, who rises and joins her. Everyone but Maggie and Sarah are now possessed. Wow. And it happens so fucking fast. It really does. Yeah, yeah I mean, this movie does not feel like it's the hour and a half that it actually is. It goes Yet the by pacing is surprisingly well, good. They do a it really is. good job of... They dick around on the modern day a little bit and things get creepy, things get creepy, things get creepy. Then they switch over to the films. Yeah. To give you the backstory. Yeah. Right. And so you get two stories happening side by side, you know, separated mm-hmm. by 25 years of time, arts and crafts pretension. But like right. 
So they they have something to cut back and forth between. It never drags. And then, Not yeah, when they basically start bumping off people, it kind of almost turns into a slasher for a minute. Not quite. Yeah, yeah. It's not quite. There's it, only like, what, seven people? Right. Yeah. Yes, because they make a joke about that or reference to the seven archons later. Right. Because um, they're going, they're the people that are the main yeah. focus of yeah. the, the leaders of the cult. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, the, didn't really catch that so much. Yeah. Um, but, um, but the pacing, yes. Once, once that starts up, it doesn't, it doesn't take long. It just, yeah. It, um, Basically, like, they get to the house, um, grumble, grumble, go find Van, and then right. shit yeah. kicked off. Basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, it's, it's not, like, so fast that you get exhausted with it, like Terrifier, where it's right. like, uh, every 20 minutes. It's also not repetitive. And, and right. again, you're also, every every film they watch tells you a little bit more of what's going on right. and gives you another piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite one, uh, when you finally realize when he takes that hammer, and mm-hmm. beats the shit out of that dude and kills him and brings him back to life. You realize that was the harbinger from the beginning of the movie, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was why I was so happy to see him. <laughs> mm. Like he turned back up and you realize, like, oh wait, he never died. Right. He just kind of stayed there and waited for us. So that's why when they like come in, like, oh Sarah, yeah, I know who you are. I knew you'd be back someday. Yeah. Now we know yeah. why he knows that, because like he was fucking there. And he yeah. was like way, way in it. Yeah, he um, was way in it and he'd already been brought back from the dead. Right. So, and that's such a weird thing. Again, like the whole idea of this movie, like the, the, the supposed evil cult leader actually was right. Mm-hmm. What a weird twist. <laughs> yeah. But it's also, it's super weird because you've got, yes, the cult leader was right. And he's going to be leading people toward this new deathless existence. Mm-hmm. And that's totally cool. However, he's also smacking people in the face with a hammer. I, mean, I feel like yeah. I, feel I feel like, like maybe that, both of you missed a couple lines at the end, potentially, which I will and definitely well, touch fine. on. Well, no, I, I think if you're talking about his his stated intentions at the end, well, like I get the hammer where, where that's it's like. Did that, he tell you about how it works? Oh, well, he he, he said he said it's funny how a hammer is both the instrument to to put in a nail and remove it. Right. So that was a cool line, <clears> and I get it. It's true. But I'm also like, yeah. Why does it? Why do you have to kill people violently to get what you need to happen done? <laughs> that one was just to make a point. Oh, yeah, right. I get that. Okay. And and I think that the way that it's working, obviously, now, like in the modern part of the movie, is they have to. They're basically killing people to knock them loose from their body, so that someone else, they the yeah. other person's immortal spirit, can like slip in and put him in the sunken right. place and because <laughs> he he legit says at the end right. of the movie we just need to find a new shell right from time to time but i think yeah. but i think the movie also kind of takes pains to show that the only reason they have to do that is because the cops showed up and interrupted their whole thing they yep. were supposed to get the antidote they weren't supposed to actually all die right for realsies mm-hmm. um so which like, we haven't covered yet but that's uh, fine oh oops <laughs> there's also more there's no, I'm sure there's that I don't know if you guys caught yeah, <laughs> so, uh, we'll see I was just so happy that this movie wasn't boring like I was oh yeah I was just like shedding tears of happiness <laughs> yeah it's it's, yeah. it's funny that like our main thing is like wow after The Conjuring and The Covenant it's like huh this movie had actual writing that someone gave a shit about yeah right. like <laughs> writing and pacing and right. and right how, how uh, you can, can you just feel <laughs> like the, the, the professionalism, the just anguish, just kind of lifting <laughs> from me, like body. oh, thank fuck, <laughs> somebody knows when to cut. Oh, oh god, oh god, oh, they wrote a script. <laughs> they actually cared oh, yeah. about their characters. Mm. Well, <laughs> most of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Ed didn't really last long no, enough really to didn't. be a character. No, that's all right though. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> in the final reel, Jim reveals that the poison administered to the cult members was supposed to be counteracted by the antidote. Karen objects to poisoning the children and allows Sarah to flee. Jim is revealed to be Sarah's father and forces Karen to take the poison. Karen leaves with the footage for the house where she dies. Right. And then becomes a it. chair, you know. A chair and or, you know. <laughs> a weird. Cr- crispy outside, somehow- gooey center. <laughs> Like a friggin' eclair. Cadbury egg. A human eclair. Uh, <laughs> a really stale Cadbury egg. Like yeah. the kind you get three days before Easter. 
Like where the chocolate is white. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Ew. Ooh, white and kind of like powdery and flaky. Yeah. Ashy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like like that one poop that dogs think is magical because it's white. I don't. I saw something where they were talking about a white poop, and I'm like, "What the hell?" Was what? it American Dad? Because they talk about it for I think a it long was. time. I believe episode. it was. Yeah, because they're trying the to figure out if it's like because they 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 try to figure out if it's like a um, powdered chocolate donut, where if you break it open, it's still brown on the inside. Yeah. They just talk about it. They never do anything with it. Moving on. <laughs> Before the cult can administer the antidote <laughs> to themselves and or the children. Um, the FBI arrive and interrupt the ceremony. Denied the antidote, the cult members all die. Hmm. Sarah reveals that the ghosts of the cult members have possessed the documentary filmmakers. Jim, possessing Ed, nails Maggie to a tree despite her protests. I don't know why that line's in there. Anyone's <laughs> going to protest? Right. No, she was really totally into <laughs> it. She was super into it. Right. Like, oh my god, this is totally my kink. <laughs> I mean, if you like puncture wounds, that's fine. That's fine. saying that her father did not know about the antidote the police arrive with matt only to be killed and possessed as well jim announces his plan to feed upon the souls of the rest of the world right that's the thing well yeah but again i don't know that he would have needed to feed on the souls of the rest of the world had like they not all actually died in the first place well maybe he would have he did say that they that aside from needing to find a new vessel from time okay. to time, that they had to feed on the souls. Okay, so and it is mm. again. This is Lovecraft, so we probably would have had to. Yeah, it's very much one of those uh, Lovecraft, Stephen King. They came back wrong, sort of yeah. deals. So, regardless of whether or not this was successful mm-hmm. in doing what he wanted it to do, which it was, <clears throat> it also added that we need to eat people thing regardless or at of, least their soul at least their soul yeah. i mean when Arguably you're talking the from tastiest the tastiest part yeah uh, yes the, the <laughs> gooey center right. as it were um <laughs> that's why karen was gooey right <laughs> <laughs> but no she was still nailed to her right <laughs> <laughs> so was she white on the inside or was she <laughs> no she you was, saw no, no, no she no, was white on the outside yeah she's gooey she's in the middle the Gooey and black, and yeah, like the get worst, it off, get it off, get the off. worst pastry cream. Um, like part of me wonders how they did that scene because I just imagine because it's funny to me, yeah. I just imagine Lily Rabe on set, like getting ready to run out of the house screaming, get it off, get it off before right. Bottle Water Guy comes, and she just has to like punch a jar of grape jelly, <laughs> <laughs> maybe black currant, but <laughs> something that is lumpy and blackish, like, but no, so. We've got this dude who legit is killing people but bringing them back to life in such a manner that requires them to f- to essentially feed on other life. Yes. So it's the beginnings of the zombie apocalypse sort of-ish thing because they're dead. They're just swapping bodies out. Or just a really, really casual game of Vampire the Masquerade. Could be. Yeah. It's like it's a really weird LARP. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. But um Spence way wears the sunglasses at night. <laughs> so somebody needs to tell me how all of these supremely violent deaths are happening that are bloody and gory. And then the next time you see this character, nothing is wrong. Nothing. No wounds, no blood. I, Magic holy healer. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of the whole I mean and the, you, you it works that way in this in this movie because you see him beat the guy's face in with a hammer on film and then his face comes back together and is whole again. Yeah. Uh, I mean you don't see it come back together. They right, didn't have that right. big of a budget, but his he is whole again, obviously. He's still covered in blood, but there's also that, you know, river. Okay. Yeah. And, there is that. Yeah. And also I wouldn't be too literal about what you see in this film because especially toward the end. There are all sorts of like Jim Jacobs is in Ed's body, but mm-hmm. by the end of the film that he he's you not played face. He's not played by Ed's actor, he's just Thomas Jane as Jim Jacobs again. At the very end it does switch back though. Yeah. Because just, you see him well, they, uh, with the glasses on. They cut yeah. back and forth between yeah, them. They do. So it's it basically things get really kind of subjective and mind melty and and uh, reality starts to break downy, or yeah. maybe that was just my mental state when I was watching this movie. Could have been, I don't know. <laughs> Which again is because actually I, pretty because I had spent happened. like right. three hours the previous night watching Bradley Cooper pretend that he could sing pop music. Uh, I'm so sorry. <clears throat> um, I'm so sorry you had to do. That. So like it's, I, I guess I wouldn't take that literally. Is what I'm getting at. I think okay. that it's 
basically how people appear is seems to be less about what they what their physical form looks like, but more of who they are. Because mm-hmm. there's a yeah. shot when Sarah is walking through the hallway. She's obviously holding hands with the hand of one of the people who's been possessed, but we don't see that. We mm-hmm. see it's a child, and it's a very shadowy black right. and white child. Yeah. Which is, again, I think might be why everything's so desaturated. So they could play with the kind of colors and stuff like that. One of her siblings. Right. The spirit of one of her siblings uh, inhabiting the body of, you know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, So I think they do that just to express the the possession in that way. And it's interesting. It is. It doesn't make a lot of sense in any sort of literal fashion. Right. But I liked it. I thought it was really cool. I mean, because normally when you're talking about possession, you're talking about something that is damaging to the body. Okay. Uh, so like you're, you're wow. talking about Regan from the exorcist. You're talking about things uh, of that nature where the body, it becomes somewhat decrepit. And in this case, it becomes whole again, which is mm-hmm. a little concerning for me with my history of horror movies where that never happens. So, so this is a film that actually has something fairly original happening with it. Yes, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah it's your point was really interesting about how it, it doesn't make sense in any literal sense how they deal with or show the possessions but it's it's one of those things that's in that weird gray area of communication between humans where it's like literally it doesn't make any sense but seeing it you know exactly what's happening it's even right, though it's yeah. like you can't um, it's like, how do you describe that exactly? Yeah. And I'm, I'm really all up on that kind of thing. Like, I really like, especially when it's like this, which insert opinion, uh, where it's fairly well done. That's mm-hmm. say, that's that's this whole show is nothing but the insertion yeah, of opinions, much. right? Largely unlubricated opinions, unlubricated, um, unasked for. Uh, <laughs> but but yes, actually, no, well done. I like that, and I love that kind of shit. I am yeah. I am all over that kind of subjective filmmaking where the camera is almost an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. I love that yeah. kind of shit. So I, that's why I brought it up. Cause I thought that was one of the things that I really liked about the movie. Yeah. And I, at the same time, it kind of means I was gainsaying your point a little bit. That's fine. <laughs> so the parallels with this movie and the actual real life events of Jim Jones, of David Koresh, mm-hmm. of heaven's gate, all of those. Th- I mean, there was another, mass suicide a few years after heaven's gate too it was insane um i'm trying to remember the name of it but just the way they melded this into this haunting movie yeah which haunting movies are not my thing mm-hmm. they're really not i don't necessarily i don't generally care for them if they're well done i'll enjoy them but sure. they're not something i seek out mm-hmm. normally yeah. so but the way they melded those together it was just delicious it was really well done. And these people did their research. With a gooey center. With a gooey center. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chunking. So, I know. Okay. Um, are we ready for ratings at this point? I think so. <laughs> I know. So ratings. All right. Ratings. Um, again, I don't seek out haunting movies. I don't generally care for them because I'm a slasher guy. Mm. I'm a monster guy. I like the blood and guts. I like the gore. Um, in this case, it gave me enough of that to to keep me interested. Um, but it was, again, super well done in terms of things that I was morbidly curious about in the world that have already happened. So given that, and the fact that they actually got decent acting out of Jessica Alba, um, <laughs> uh, I'm... Again, it's not something I would seek out normally, but it's good. So I'm going to give it like three and a half uh, out of five uh, leathery corpses with a gooey center. <laughs> <laughs> He's waiting on you since he, oh, he picked my... it. He likes to go last. Okay. Do. Well, yeah. I mean, well, you know where I was at when I watched this. I yeah. was die. I was like, I would have. I would have accepted anything mm-hmm. as long as it was even like a little bit entertaining. This right. was more than a little bit entertaining. Yeah. Um, it was good. I thought Thomas Jane was really interesting. He was very charismatic. Um, there was a charisma kind of radiating, radiating off. I'm like, I could kind of see how somebody might fall mm-hmm. for that shit, especially if, you know, he actually had done some wacky healitude. And, and um, he actually 
played a character. We got good acting out of Thomas yeah. Jane too. Yeah, it's it's a really good performance. I don't think the movie works half as well without him because he's what makes that character really interesting. And that mm-hmm. that character being interesting, I think, is what makes the rest of the movie so interesting. Right. Sure. So um, I guess good job there. We uh, always I, like the villains. It's fine. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's a really great vibe, really great mood, atmosphere. I'm I'm a big fan of atmosphere. And this is actually how you, well, this is one way that you can do atmosphere very effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, James Wan, watch that. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Watch that. That's how you fucking watch do it. Watch anything other than your films. Um, because. You and I, I didn't really mention that the score is really good. It's really unobtrusive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of humming along. It's like an ambient kind of thing. Yeah. It's just sort of there in the background. Mm-hmm. They don't drive the subs every five seconds to tell you something happened. It's just this kind of, it's a little bit melancholy and a whole lot eerie. And mm-hmm. it's really fine. Yeah. Fine, like in the real sense, like this is a fine thing, not like, oh, it's fine. Right. <laughs> um, I think uh, on a normal week, I might have probably given this a three, but like, uh, you know, like a man who's been starving in the desert, like getting a saltine. Like, <laughs> I'm just like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so actually, and I had a rating thing written down, but it was all predicated on the fact that somebody was going to mention that the director of this directed Rattle and Hum, so that's not going to work. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Um, I guess. Fuck. I, I will give this movie uh, in my current state four out of five trips outside of the compound jogging during which he could have very easily been arrested, but, uh, <laughs> but they decided not to for some reason. Uh, because you were Caucasian. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> um, that's an old joke and it's probably not going to work. What do you want from me guys? This has been a really terrible week. They can't all be winners. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this movie was my second pick for the podcast. And after the covenant and the conjuring, which, uh, Still don't know who forced the covenant onto us, and that is yes, how I'm choosing to phrase it. That's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> so after that, we wanted something that was good, and this movie was for me kind of a hidden gem on Netflix. I watched it on a whim. I was like, "Ooh, Lily Rabe," and then clicked on it, and it mm-hmm. was fucking delightful. Mm-hmm. I love the shit out of this movie. I um, would have settled for fun. Yeah, it's actually kind and of good is. too. Yeah, to. Yeah. To contrast Bob really hard, I almost always go for the haunting movies. Right. Slashers have their place. I enjoy them. Yeah. Monster movies can be done really well. I enjoy them. But when I want horror, I usually want some kind of haunting movie. Right. This took a thing that I'm constantly morbidly curious about because I'm always reading about cults, pre-AHS cults. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm constantly reading about the fucking... You know what the, the actual Jim Jones cult was called? Because I wrote it down. Because uh, it I didn't insane. know. Um, it's the People's Temple, Temple of, of the Disciples of Christ. Yeah. Right. Nonsense name. Of course. <laughs> because. Um, Heaven's Gate. The, the fucking. The Order of the Sun. Yep. The, uh, they're just. They're fascinating in a really horrifying way. Because yeah. much it's, like this movie. It's like. They have something. They have a kernel of truth that people believe. Despite my. Yeah. Right. Abhorrence for organized religion. So I mean, and but they also you also when you consider those cults, you have to consider people like Charles Manson and the family. Yes. You know, Helter Skelter was more race wary and less yeah. religious. Yeah. And at the sure. same time, though, they're also like relatively harmless cults. Generally, like, there there are things like like the Temple of Psychic Youth. Sure. Uh, which is, but not Scientology. Uh, well, Scientology is when it kind of breaks bad. Yeah. Um, and huge. Yeah. Bad and huge. Yeah. So. So since I'm morbidly curious about those kinds of things, it's really interesting to see, even in a very fictional setting where someone like Thomas Jane can pull off the charismatic uh, Koresh, yeah. like rock star persona, I'm like, I understand why these people would follow this person. I understand what's happening. I I hope that I wouldn't, 
fall into this, but I don't trust myself <laughs> to really believe that 100%. Right. And, and keep in mind that Jim Jones had such a large personality that first off, we still remember him today. Yes. Because of that mass suicide. But he, he did he put was, up impressive it's, it's numbers. Infamous. He did. It's infamous. But he, like in the first three Tales from the City books, he plays a huge part in some oh, of those God, characters' lives. Right. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to watch that. I mean, there are people that take the existence of Jim Jones as this huge thing. So when you make a movie like this, you kind of have to build into that gigantic personality that Jones had. You would never catch Jim Jones sitting around playing songs that he wrote about himself. True. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Fucking Mandy. (laughs) Oh, oh, you're going to get it soon. You're going to get it soon. Uh, I'm sorry. You're in the middle of the review. review. We're already talking about next week's movie. (laughs) Fuck this Um, noise. Let's go. It was actually just about at the end. Okay. Uh, So I love Lily Wade. I'm probably going to love anything that she does. She's good in this movie. I think that some of her American Horror Story um, roles have been stronger. Mm -hmm. Um, But she still is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, If you want a haunted cult movie and enjoy Lily Rabe, this is it. Um, I'm going to give this a solid three out of four um, crucifixion nails. (laughs) (laughs) Because why not? We're just locked into our so bodies like, by those. Well, you know, they had, they had, they had, they had plans to to use more, but basically they got the three nails in, and he's like, "I've got all these pieces left." <laughs> no, they had four. <laughs> now I, there there is actually a parable involving the 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 reason why there are not four nails for Christ's crucifixion. But there were four. No, there were two in the feet. Where yeah, just one. I've always ever one seen through it both de- feet. Depicted as one through both feet, one through each hand. Then there's a, like a spear through his side and Eric Idle on his left. Right, left. On his left. We're, we're frantically Googling. No, they're frantically Googling. Hi, listener. How was your day? Sorry. <laughs> also, I keep spelling crucifixion wrong because I spelled like fiction. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait. Triclavianism is one of the beliefs attributed to the Al- Albigenses and Waldensians who held that three nails were used to crucify Christ and that a Roman soldier pierced him with a spear I on love the left side. the notion that there was a religious schism there was. over how many fucking nails there were mm-hmm. that got hammered into this dude. <sighs> so, now, th- I, I remember hearing a story, and again, I am the, the non-religious one completely. Uh, I'm not really, well. uh, but there is a story that I remember about something about there wasn't enough iron to make four nails. Mm. It's, it's this weird little parable that has no actual biblical. I was raised Mormon. Like who the fuck knows what they think. Anymore. Right. Well, I mean, do you still have your magic underwear? That's I was never old enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> that explains that. Yeah. Cause they called when I was 18 and they were like, I was like, yeah, you don't want me because the gay. And they were like, yeah. okay. And hung up. Gotcha. I was that's like, nice. oh. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Oh, okay, we haven't fuck. seen you been to church in a while. Right. Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, because I've been on my knees in other ways. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Technically Praising church. Jesus. Right. <laughs> fuck. I've okay, been kids. Free ball for Jesus. I've been free ball for Jesus. I'm going to drop my pants and let them suckers fly. <laughs> Free ball for Jesus. I've been free balling for Jesus. Be swinging my dick until the day I die. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that little breeze Mm, coming up my legs. If if you want to contact us, legs in our brain, yell at Andy for free balling for Jesus. Email us at bob at candycoatedrazor.com. You can catch us on the web at candycoatedrazor.com. You can find our Patreon, wherein if you give us money, I can pay these guys for free balling for Jesus. Um, at patreon.com slash candycoatedrazor. And you can search for us on the web, uh, on Facebook, sorry, uh, using candycoated razor blades. I'm RC. You can find me in our Discord. Uh, we can chat about weird cults or terrible movies Yay, or cults. good movies like this one or all of the above. 
Freeballing for Jesus is copyright 2018. In <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, used, that was all used the time by permission. Your head. Oh my god. But, well, shit. The work for Lady Gaga in A Star Is Born. She mm. makes up a song off the top of her head, and the next day she's singing it on stage, and the band magically oh, knows that. it without having rehearsed. Fuck that. That's how music works. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um. Thank you for listening. Uh, please don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, call to action stuff. You know how that goes. Um, your listeners, we love you unconditionally. We will not hit you in the face with a hammer. Or um, poison you. And as we are recording this right now, we haven't done it yet. Don't but, make promises. <laughs> but, like, you know, uh, by the time you hear this, we will have been at the Nightmares Film Festival. We'll probably be even more fucking incoherent than we are now. Yeah. Almost certainly. So no, I, I guess talking about so. that's kind of pointless. Will be for me. But yeah. anybody here, by the time anybody hears it, we will have already done it. So. True. Uh, well, mm. well, fine. Uh, I'm just going to project through to the future and say, we had a really good time, you guys. There was so much dick. Dicks everywhere. (laughs) Okay, on that note, kids, bye. 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 Bye.